Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast. For Monday, uh, May 22nd, 2023, what's going on, and how are you? And how are you doing, and how are you feeling? And what do you think about your candidate's chances for the 2024 election? Oh, Jesus, can you believe it's fucking already going around again? Didn't we just fucking do this? Um... Oh God, people are fucking going to get all ramped up for that. Can both sides agree that the last time we hit, we did this, it was the two worst fucking choices ever? <laughs> going head to head. My God. Okay, what do you like, reality show or de- dementia? Um, anything's better than reality show. Um... Anyway, yeah, the amount of stupidity on the internet. Somebody tried to say there were no wars when Trump was president. <laughs> it's like if a war just keeps going, if it just at what point does it just not it's not even a war anymore? It's not even a war. Oh yeah, the fucking we're bankrupt because Joe Biden's been president for four years. It has nothing to do with the Federal Reserve. Anyway, I say this all the time, but nobody gives a fuck. Let's plow ahead here. Um How about your Los Angeles Lakers and your Boston Celtics once again on a collision course to meet in the NBA Finals? All right. Um, Yeah, they're both getting their fucking asses kicked by better teams, better organizations. That's basically what is happening. And you know what's funny? Is it's great to see that the Denver Nuggets are going to make the NBA Finals, right? And the Miami Heat are going to go back. And my buddy goes like... The, the, he goes, the finals is going to be the fucking Nuggets and the Heat. Pfft, who the fuck's going to watch that? It's like, why wouldn't you watch it? They're obviously the two best teams. Because you know what it is? The NBA sold their soul to the fucking super team. So now, like, people literally have it in their head that only certain franchises deserve to go there. Um, As much as I hate watching the Celtics get stomped, you know, I was fucking nervous about that Miami Heat team, but it's it's. I, I'll take that to watch the Lakers get stomped with yet again superstar players from other people's teams. You know, I just don't fucking uh, that that fucking franchise just represents. You know, not all the way back, not all the way back. I, I give it up to them one hundred percent right through fucking Magic Johnson and all. It's amazing, and I also give it up to them that they know how to play the free agency game. But this fucking bullshit of like you know. It's it's business, location, location, location. All these guys want to go out to Hollywood and bang movie stars, so they're going to go to your fucking team. And uh, I don't know. It's like trying to keep up with the rich kid down the street and his dad keeps buying him a new fucking Ferrari. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know what's another fucking thing that... This is going to be... I'm going to be a little grumpy old man here. If I see another fucking nobody... Like, who the fuck is this guy? What have you ever done with your fucking life? You know, making some fucking video, giving out life advice. <laughs> it's like, who are you? Okay, now now film it in black and white and then put like, I'm saying, you know, important shit music. I think if you're giving out really good life advice, you don't you don't have to hire a musician or you don't have to go buy music. You know, 
you don't have to score your opinion with some John Williams music. Couldn't you just say something that really made sense? I saw this guy the other day. All right, I'm giving you some most important life advice you're ever going to hear in your life. Don't do dumb shit. <laughs> That's all the guy had. Don't do dumb shit. And it's in black and white and all these choppy fucking edits and they're playing this fucking music underneath it. You're like, oh, wow, man. Oh, I was going to go out today and do dumb shit. Then they, then, they, then they hide behind. I know it sounds simple. But really sit there and think about it. Don't do dumb shit. Oh, thank you. Thank you. What else have you figured out? Let me give you guys some great advice. All right? Here's the deal. Don't take your tongue and stick it in a wall socket. All right? Think about that. Put some ominous music underneath that. I'm going to give you guys some life advice. All right? This may sound simple, but this is one of the most important pieces of advice you're ever going to get. Don't take your dick out at work. And then I just need, I just need someone who's listening to me to act like they're blown away by, that's powerful. (laughs) Then I saw this other podcast where these two people are, are talking about Kobe Bryant as if there's a bunch of people out there claiming he wasn't a great basketball player. You know, they paid million people millions of dollars to go all around the world to try and find the top talent in the world to try and stop Kobe Bryant. Yet the man still scores 81 points in an NBA basketball game. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were all aware of that. You've introduced no new information. <laughs> That's what anyway. This that's the part of Instagram I'm on. You know, I fucking for some reason every day, somebody has to tell me. I in my feed is somebody telling me LeBron is the greatest basketball player in the world ever, or he isn't, or Michael Jordan is, or he isn't. I get those. I get old truck videos, and booty models. I'm sorry, women working out. <laughs> I'm fucking working out. Um, it is funny how like everybody has to dress like a fucking a hoary Power Ranger now when they work out. It seems. I do feel bad for young people now, where everything is an outfit. You can't just get on a bicycle. You know, back in the day, you just got on your bike and you rode it. <laughs> like. What is your bike riding outfit? Um, whatever I put on this morning. Now, if you actually ride a bicycle down the street wearing just regular street clothes, people think you're a convicted drunk driver. That's what I always think. If I see a guy in jeans and a T-shirt just riding a bicycle down the street, you know, um, that's what I think. He's divorced, a convicted drunk driver. Um, I don't know, he's got the shakes. So they won't let him drive a car. I don't fucking know, right? But if I see somebody, you know, 
dressed up like they're in the Tour de France. I just go, oh, that guy's, that guy's a douche. <laughs> Why do they wear those stupid fucking outfits when they're riding their bicycles? I just don't understand, like, you're not in a time trial. Like, why do you waste all that fucking money? Then my favorite thing ever is you, you get those stupid shoes and then you lock your feet into the fucking pedals. <laughs> you know what? So you can get that extra edge when you're driving down fucking Main Street. Um... Yeah, I don't, you know, the overhead, just the fucking overhead of being a person now. We, you know, smartphones, laptops, and then the, these fucking outfits for everything that you do. You know, when I was growing up, people just dressed like Malcolm Young and they did whatever they were doing. I'm not saying it was better. I'm just saying it was cheaper. <laughs> I'm sure we weren't riding bicycles as fast um, I don't ever remember my looser clothing getting caught in like the fucking Nautilus equipment. Maybe that's what happened. You know, if you work in a factory, you know, they always made you, if you had a ponytail, you put your fucking hair up, you know, loose clothing because you get dragged into the machine. Um, whatever. I'm making fun of it as I look at these fucking women like wearing these skin tight fucking clothes. I didn't dress well, you know, maybe that's what it started. Maybe I think actually when I think about it, it kind of started in my generation, the spandex shit was was the eighties. I mean, I remember seeing In Living Color opened up for the Rolling Stones in the Steel Wheels tour, and their lead singer was dressed like he was gonna go spear fishing, and nobody questioned it. It was like bright yellow. <laughs> he had everything but like flippers and a snorkel on. And then I remember I worked in a warehouse and there was this guy, I worked the, uh, I worked the second shift. It was like fucking two to 11 or three to midnight. I forget what it was. And that was all drug addicts and divorcees. I do remember that. And war veterans. And then shitheads like me. Um, yeah, like my manager at night was in was fought in the Vietnam War and he was was right on the DMZ and he had one of those anti aircraft guns, you know that almost go like the Rock'em Sock'em robots and he had it po pointed horizontally at the tree line. <laughs> that was his job. And to this day, I have never met a person that could drink at the pace that that guy drank. And he would drink beer too. He wasn't even a hard stuff guy. He would drink beer. And you would go out with that guy and he would hand you one and you'd get about a third of the way down and you'd have hand you the second one. Next thing you know, you'd be like holding like a six pack of Bud bottles and you'd be going, Frank, dude, you got it. You got to fucking <laughs> gotta slow down here. And he would just laugh. He'd be smoking these fucking cigarettes nonstop. There's no fucking way that guy's still alive no fucking way um so rest in peace to him uh but anyways there was somebody that worked um that worked on that shift and he would show up every day 
with spandex shorts on. And like no no other like running shorts over him. Just like his junk shape with shape shape junk shapewear is what he went. Remember like that fucking tour Guns N' Roses did and Axl Rose rode the fucking white uh bike shorts the whole time. Nobody questioned it. You know, looking like a superhero at the end of the day. Like he took off his fucking Spider-Man shirt. I don't know what I'm talking about. All I know is I'm excited that uh, the Denver Nuggets are beating the fucking shit out of the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. Um, but um, I'm not excited watching my Celtics, so Jesus Christ. I missed game one. My buddy said they scored like 41 points. The Heat did 41 points in the third quarter, and we called no timeouts. <laughs> I think that's our strategy. I think we're saving them up for game four. And we're going to start using those. And we're going to turn this whole goddamn series around. Um, anyway, oh yeah. Here's my friends complaining. The Celtics have two Pippins and no Jordans. I mean, last I checked, Scotty Pippen had fucking... What do you have? Six? Yeah. Six rings. It's an integral part. Uh, nobody has a Jordan on their team right now. Jordan is Jordan, right? That's it. It's not going to be another one of those. It's not going to be another Kobe. I don't think it's going to be another LeBron. They, they just, you know, just enjoy him. Stop fucking comparing him. Dude, fucking Megadeth's better than Metallica, man. They're fucking heavier. I like the subject, man. Dude, Biggie Smalls is better than Tupac. Can't you fucking just enjoy him? Young, talented cunts. The number one people who argue about whether LeBron is better than Michael Jordan probably can't hit a layup. I would guess. You know what I mean? Although I've trashed, I've trashed. I've I've trashed plenty of fucking athletes, haven't I? Maybe that's a part of it. I don't fucking know. It's funny how I keep making these statements and then it just goes back to either me or my generation. Oh yeah, we kind of did shit like that. Actually, my generation... I think is when dressing like you were in the Tour de France started. But like everybody didn't do it. You know? We got these these fucking... You know, that it wicks away the sweat off of your body. Uh, Bill, what are you bitching about? Improvements? I don't know, maybe. I have no idea. So anyway, I've been away for the last uh, four days with my lovely wife. Uh, we came up here a little bit early we, uh, in wine country. We went to a wedding of very close friends and a beautiful wedding. Quick wedding, succinct wedding. That's like the new thing, man. They used to, when I was a kid, the goddamn fucking wedding. Ugh. You'd go there. <clears throat> if it was a Catholic wedding, they'd have a whole fucking mass first time I went to a wedding and they had they had a mass before they got married. Oh God, I was fucking livid. I'm standing in the back like this means I don't have to go again on Sunday, right? This counts. This is a friendly. <laughs> they had a whole fucking mass, and by the end of it, I hated the couple. 
It was like, why would you do this to people? And there was no fucking air conditioning room in this old ass goddamn church. Ugh. You know, but I will say in Massachusetts, the greatest thing about the weddings in Massachusetts is the open bar. Everyone you went to, fucking open bar, people getting blitzed, falling down. I mean, it was just a shit show. Looking like a fucking prom for old people. Um, anyway, so we've been up here in wine country and, uh, you know, I had a couple of buddies of mine up here. They're both married too. They brought their wives up. There was a cigar bar. The ladies went to go down and go, you know, drink the wine. Do the wine tasting, as they call it. Does anybody dance around their alcoholism more than a wine drinker? You know what I mean? They're sort of like, they're like the cigar smokers of drinkers, where cigar smokers are always like, yeah, but I'm not inhaling. I'm not inhaling. It's not bad, you know? Like, just so-and-so smoke like six cigars a day his whole fucking life, you know? People that drink wine are the same way. They're so busy talking about the body of the wine, the smell, the different, you know, whatever the fuck it is. California has more of a jammy wine because it's hotter. So you get that jammy flavor. Now, some people like it. Other people don't. If you want the drier ones, you got to go. It's like, yeah, if I could intervene, you guys are just getting wasted. All right. (laughs) This really. I mean, I understand. I understand. I enjoyed wine back when I drank. But I will tell you this. I will. I'll give you guys some life advice. Okay? And this may sound simple. All right, there is no hangover worse than a red wine hangover. There's no advice there, but if you put music underneath it, it'll sound fucking, like I said, something. I just remember doing, I remember that, drinking red wine, and the next day, waking up like, like my head was in a fight. I don't know what it was. Beer was one thing. That's one great thing about not drinking. You know, it's not how you feel physically. It's it's really just not having to apologize or be embarrassed and be like, oh, God. Oh, Jesus. <clears throat> I take my shirt off. Oh, other people were taking this shirt. You know, we try to fucking justify it the next day. Other people were drinking too. Maybe they don't remember. Then it's 11.30 in the morning. You, just, you still haven't gotten a text message. So then you start putting feelers out like, hey, man, pretty banged up. I, I don't even remember like past like 10 o'clock. You always do that. You give yourself a two-hour cushion bef- before whatever fucking thing you did. Dude, where did we go after? Where did we go a- after that second bar? I don't, I, I don't even remember. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You 100% remember what you did or what you said, and now what you're doing is you're trying to see if the person you did it to remembers. I mean, well, that wasn't even me. I don't... I don't even know. Um, so anyway, um, coming back today, and we were up here in uh, Paso Robles, and... Beautiful part of California. You know, most people around the country shit on California. 
because uh, they're not happy with their own lives. And, um, and that's what you do. Oh, I live over here. You live over there. Your place sucks. My place is better. Um, the wine country out here is fucking amazing. It really is amazing. I can't believe I never do this. This place is like a, you know, a couple, two, three hour drive up from Los Angeles. I was saying to my wife, like, why don't we do this more? Oh, that's right. We have kids. <laughs> but I think if they get just a little bit older, we'll be able to come up here and they won't be bored shitless. And um, I just like coming up here and getting away from the traffic. Although they were saying that they've been, last couple of years, it's kind of blowing up up here. That always happens, you know. Can't a, can't a sleepy town just stay a sleepy town? Um, that's why I always thought Doug Stanhope figured it out. Doug Stanhope figured it out, like, I don't know how many years ago. What's he been out living in the middle of nowhere for like 20 years? The piece of that must be amazing. And then to be like, also pick a place that then eventually doesn't get like overdeveloped. You have to go way, you have to like go three layers in to small town. You know what I mean? Like take all these, all these fucking people are moving to Nashville, Tennessee. So you know what's going to happen. Eventually people are like, I can't fucking deal with this. They're going to go to Knoxville. They're going to go to Chattanooga or they're going to go to fucking Memphis. But eventually one of those places, all of those places are going to fill up. So you got, you got to find that place that's like going to be three generations away from blowing up if you actually want peace and quiet and not have traffic. But then the problem is, is you got to hear the N-word. <laughs> There's always a price to pay. Maybe not that, but you just, they're going to be like, you know, middle and nowhere people. You'd think the internet, the internet would, pull, like, would I, maybe that's helping things a little bit. Because that was the only thing. You live in the middle of nowhere, and then the worldview is middle of nowhere. So you got to deal with that chicken little fucking sky is falling shit. Um, oh, God, I had this fucking creepy guy come up to me the other day. I was working on something. And he was like... Uh, He's like, hey, man, he goes, he had a shady vibe. And he was just, you're all right, I like you. you. You're not one of those psycho lefties. So I looked at him, I go, yeah, I'm also not one of those psycho righties. And he goes, yeah, yeah, that's it, you know. Everybody just getting along, whatever happened to that? It's like, uh, when was that? <laughs> was there a time when everyone was getting along? These fucking politically active fucking idiots on both sides. They fucking drive me up the wall. All right. Um, energy is a little low, people. I mean, I'm not, not going to lie to you. All right. The wedding was last night. You know the deal. It just fucking... You know, you get to be my age. It just takes a lot out of you. You know, you find yourself more and more sitting down. <laughs> How you doing? You know, you know what was cool was, um, oh, oh, I'm sorry, the wedding was two nights ago. Um, 
yesterday they had like a brunch afterward. And uh, me and Neil were hanging out. They had the brunch down by the pool. And the, uh, the groom's brother's daughter, who was nine years old, was sort of hanging out near us, talking to us. And she was absolutely hilarious. And uh, it was really cool as a parent. Be, oh, my God, that's what a nine-year-old girl is like? That's going to be awesome when my daughter gets to be nine. Because I'm already kind of freaking out because my daughter's already six. And you're like, oh, my God, it's going by so fast. And da-da-da-da-da, you know. There's that dread you have as a parent, I think, where you just start going, what is the age where my kid's going to start hating me? <laughs> you know, because obviously I started super late. And um, there's very, like, there's, I, there's a few, like, they're actually friends of mine. Like, their kids don't hate them, and they're in their teen, teenage years. And they're not being, like, fucking lunatics and that type of stuff. But, like, pretty much when I go on the road, that's, like, the number one thing that people tell me. Oh, I'm so happy you have kids. Hey, enjoy them while they're young before they get older and turn into fucking assholes. Like, people say that about their own kids. I'm like, Jesus. Before they turn into fucking assholes? Um, you saying about the, that about your own kid? Um, I don't know. Hopefully, I'm old enough and wise enough to not take any of that shit personally. I probably wouldn't have been as good at it 10 years ago, forget about 20 years ago. So we'll see. But as of right now, everything's been going good, moving right along, and uh, it's time for the reads, but for some reason they're not loading. Why aren't the reads, the advertising reads load? Oh, here we go, loading, loading, loading. This, ha this happens to me all the fucking time. Like it just, it stops refreshing. I, like, oh, have I really not gotten a fucking email since May 14th? All right, I got to stop this thing and figure this bullshit out. All right, no freckles is back. I'm on the road here if you hear a little road noise. And who, who else is here? Look who it is. <laughs> the lovely Nia. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> you know what's a pro traveling trip? A pro traveling trip? That I always tip. forget. Tip. What did I say? A pro traveling trip is what you said. Oh. You meant pro traveling tip. Tip. That's what okay, I meant. Yes is uh, before you leave is to pack a roll of yes. four-ply toilet paper, <laughs> like the toilet paper that you use in your house. Because I don't care how nice a hotel you stay at. Mm -hmm. They all got that one-ply see-through shit. Listen, they got a lot of overhead, so something has to get sacrificed. And unfortunately for you, it's your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Dude, two days in a four-star hotel. If you don't bring four-ply toilet paper, your, your asshole's going to feel like it fell off a skateboard. You, yeah, you really wanted to. You wanted to go to the drugstore. You're like, I want to go and pick up some toilet paper. I've been on the road long enough. Are you just... Is that going to be a thing, do you think, that you travel with? Or maybe it's like always in your rider from now on. It's like, one of those things. Whatever hotel he's in. It's one of those things since I've been doing the road <laughs> since the 90s. I say to myself, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to treat myself and my asshole when I'm on the road, and I never do it. And I always come in there, and you try to wad it up as much as you can oh to try God. to make a one-ply, a two-ply, and it isn't. You know what I mean? It just isn't. 
you you know people you can do a makeover on. They mm-hmm. can go to the gym. Mm-hmm. They can do all this stuff. They can put makeup on them. But one ply is one ply. Look at that, yeah. Neil. Some dust devils. Oh, look We're, at that. They're out here in Bakersfield. Wow. That's right. And this is just a. Oh no, there's a tractor. Oh, tractor. Sorry. <laughs> It's a tractor pulling. Well, you couldn't see them. Look how beautiful this all is, though. The scenery that we're driving past is absolutely gorgeous. And if this was a video podcast, we could show it to you. But it isn't. It isn't. No, <laughs> it is not. It's not a vlog. It is not a vlog. But, uh, no, this is the part of California, the wine country, in between uh, San Francisco and Los Angeles that nobody talks about, right? All they talk about, a bunch of libtards and Hollywood and then, uh, you know, Harvey Milk up in... San Francisco, and they, they think that that's Jesus. <laughs> On the road again. On the, I know. <laughs> scariest sound ever in the back of a We're van. Okay. No, We're no, okay. this is the scariest sound when you Mom start and Dad to. Are okay. When you start to sleep, you just hear. <laughs> that's that's the scary. Like he's on the shoulder. He's Look at fall. these vineyards. The vineyards. So um, honey and jam. Aww. Honey and Jim. All right. Well, with that, we got to do some reads here for the week. A mm-hmm. um, little bit of advertising here. Uh, is this still fucking recording? It is. It is still recording. Okay. Oh, you know what? I didn't. I didn't. I was supposed to do at the top of the podcast, but I didn't have the information yet. Is oh, oh, fucking, uh, oh, Billy Eurostep. Eurostep. Yeah, Eurostep. That's a new thing in basketball. Okay. It used to be called traveling. But over in Europe, they invented a new way to travel. And, you know, we always, like, low-key think that Europeans do stuff a little bit better. You okay. know, it makes you feel clear. Actually, I would argue that the original Eurostep was created by the original skateboarders back in the 1970s, Generation X. That was the precursor to the Eurostep. And that would be back when, you know, we had the original skateboards uh-huh. that were, they basically... Jesus Christ. <laughs> Didn't James Dean die up here? Um, the original skateboards were like so thin, like even as a kid, like basically the arch of your foot was on the board and you had your heels and your, you, you know, from the ball, your fucking all the way up to your toes was hanging off. So you'd get the wobbles really quick. The first thing you did was you found the wobbles, the wobbles. You started, oh. yeah, like, like a tank slapper, as they say in motorcycle. But this is just with your fucking ankles. So you'd be going down the hill and you didn't realize with the technology back then, all it took was one little pebble, one little stick, just the idea, a leaf would just stop your fucking skateboard. You were probably going like 30 miles an hour. You didn't know to crouch down. We were like the goaltenders back then. Mm-hmm. This is pre-Patrick Watt. Nobody went down to the butterfly, even on skateboards. And you would just be standing straight up and down like fucking Jerry Chivas. And... uh you think in your head the first first time you'd just be like oh i'll just step off this thing and i'll be fine and you would just you do this giant step and you'd go flying but you lost interest halfway through I, yeah i mean can we just get back to what a euro stepper is this euro, euro the euro step it's the euro step it's like this big step where you don't dribble oh but and so they don't call it they don't call anymore. it it's called they a euro step what who is calling it that well, listen, some of the best players are from Europe and they wanted to make them feel welcome. So we'll, okay. it's like, we'll allow that. I think you have to be European or LeBron James to get away with it, though. <laughs> all right, I got European dates coming up. All right, they're on sale, baby. Yay. September 4th, I'm going to be in Prague, Czech Republic at the Prague 
Congress Center. And I'll tell you right now, nothing says stand-up comedy like the Prague Prague (laughs) Congress Center. I think I'm going to be at a podium talking about the the threat of Russia coming back to Eastern Europe. Please don't don't, uh, get arrested in Prague. Yeah. I think they're pretty cool in Prague. They, I've, I've only been there for about 36 hours and I had a great time before. All right, sep- it's amazing. September 6th, und Berlin, Germany, at the Mercedes Benz Arena. Mm-hmm. Huh? You like that? Oh, Freckles, <laughs> Freckles goes back to the motherland and those people show up. That's right. Um, September 7th. There is going to be an audience full of men that look just like you. <laughs> only if Boris Becker shows up. Um, September 7th. I'm going oh, Stockholm, Sweden. Aww. Our old stomping ground. One the, okay, one of the first times that Bill and I traveled internationally together when we were still dating, which I Not always Not including say, New Hampshire. Go ahead. No, we don't include our first New Hampshire, or our first trip together to New Hampshire. To New Hampshire. <laughs> to a lake in New Hampshire. <laughs> hey, I was struggling back then. That was that was some big we money had, moves when we I was on my the, futon. We were in the captain's lodge. I, we I, I sprung for the captain's you lodge. You sure did. I had I a view of the lake. Impressed. I was very impressed of how you, you, you worked out. It was, very it was nice. a fun weekend. But it was fun. But Stockholm was one of the first cities internationally that Bill and I traveled together. And I, I had was working at MTV. I had left MTV. And I always say that if I was still working that job, I would not have been able to travel with you as much as we did. Like, we literally went all around the world together before we were even engaged. So, we did. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we, we did. We went to all those cities together. Yeah, when we flew around the world when I did that Asia trip. Yep. Um, so, anyway, Stockholm, Sweden, September 7th. I'll be at the Avisai Arena. Uh, September 8th. Oh, my God. These guys, are, this is one of the best overseas comedy cities I've ever been to. Where? Budapest, Hungary. I'm so jealous. I'm not going to be able to go on any of these. This is, this is going to be awesome. Well, yeah. Send me lots of pictures. I'm at the Budapest Congress Center. This is like their <laughs> the funny bones. This is their funny bones. I'm, yeah. I'm working all of them. Yeah, yeah. I did, last okay. time I did Budapest, I had a show. I was like, I should have shot that and put it out as a special. They got everything. And then uh, September 11th, never forget, uh, I'll be in Athens, Greece, at the Odeon of Hercule. That is so Heroes Atticus. I'm playing a ruin. A ruin. Okay, and the rest of it's going to fall down after my shit jokes. <laughs> All right, so there you go. One more time. September 4th in Prague. September 6th, Berlin, Germany. September 7th, Stockholm, Sweden. September 8th, Budapest, Hungary. Oh, Jesus. Fucking hitting the fucking whoop de doos here. Yeah. September 11th in Athens, Greece. And uh, if you think I'm not bringing the original Greek freak, Paul Verzi, on that trip, you got another thing coming. And Prague's only Bianca Cristoval is going to be on that trip. It's going to be sick. All right. And with that, let's do, uh, let's do the reads for the week, Nia. Okay. The reads... Oh, no, wait. I got to do the uh, the live reads. Hang on a second. I already did the new dates. Okay, the pre-sale for all of that is going to be... Sorry, it's going to be Wednesday, May 17th, 10 a.m. local. No, wait. This is something else. That's last week. Is that last week? Yeah, ignore what I just said. Um, what the fuck's the advertising? Great emails. I don't think I have any ad reads. Jeez, ah, I'm pissing them all off then. Yeah. All right, we're going to go right to the... Uh, 
gonna go right to the content here. Nia, you still here with me? You be I'm back? Here, you're I'm back here. on your phone. I, I know because you were reading your, your dates and stuff. So okay. I you could check out for a second. Okay. <laughs> All right. Billy Joel joke. Hello, my ginger guru, Billy Bunghole. Long time, first time. In the May 16th podcast, as you promoted your new dates, uh, you got into a riff of Allentown, Pennsylvania, and an attempt at levity suggested the town sounded like a Billy Joel, should sounded like Billy Joel should write a song about it. Thing is, he did record a song called Allentown. Now that you said that, I remember that. Something, something in Allentown, isn't it? That's, no. That's not, didn't that sound like a hit? Uh, it's the lead. Something, something. It's the lead track on Joel's 1982 album, The Nylon Curtain. It's a good name for an album. Accompanied by a conceptual, conceptual music video. Upon its release, and especially in subsequent years, Allentown emerged as an anthem of blue-collar America representing both the aspiration and frustrations of America's working class in the late 20th century. How about that? Anyway, the redheaded brain is a funny thing, right? Thanks for all the laughs and go fuck yourself. Verzi too. That's hilarious. Now that's just more me being old going like, hey, Billy Joel should write a song about this. It's like he did. That's the <laughs> California aqueduct. You keep missing it. That's all that. You pointed it out to me like several miles back. Well, I keep waiting for you to be impressed. I didn't. I not say to you, as in Chinatown. Remember that whole convo, and you were like, "Yeah," and then we talked from there. I guess so. <laughs> I think I have f- fonder memories of that. <laughs> All right. Oh Jesus! Somebody's going to take me to task about the Federal Reserve. I have, to, I have to take a picture of this. This is so. Beautiful. Oh what? Oh. This. this is that truck stop? No. Oh yeah. Right now we're on the five just entering the hills before we come to the uh, the back of the San Gabriels and go through Newhall Pass there, Nia. And then we're back into the L.A. Basin, also known as the Valley. Back home, baby. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to continue reading here. All right. What? Where? All right. The Federal Res- Fed Reserve. Hey, Billy effing cunface. Jesus. Don't you love the love I get from my listeners? Let me explain you reasons the Fed is still here. Cause I explain ke- you reasons? Well, I keep saying, instead of blaming uh, blue ties and red ties, why doesn't the president just send half a platoon over to those haberdash cunts and just say this shit is over, right? He said, here's the reason the Fed is still here. One, we can't march in there because it's a separate country. Yeah, well, since when has that stopped us? Don't we just start a, a coalition of the willing? Yeah, it's owned by Britain. I thought we freed ourselves from those cunts. The District of Columbia is a fortress. That's why it's not a state. Ostensibly, did I say that right? An act of war needs to be approved first. They are just here to collect our money. Haven't you ever wondered why we have a state that isn't a state? Well, what, they, what I was told in my um, in my my history class is they the reason why the District of Columbia was con- called a district and was not put in any state is because they didn't want to get any of the other states getting jealous going well how come the capital of the country is there and nowhere else that's what I was told you just gonna be on the other side of the van eating snacks Neil well I don't know 
Well, listen, I remember back before we got to that mess in the Middle East, when we said we were going to go into Iraq, nobody came along with us, meaning NATO. And so then we just created our own board. So this is not new territory for us. All right. I'm not a revolutionary. I'm just fucking bringing up, you know, I'm just saying you got, I don't understand why fucking men's warehouse has a stranglehold on this fucking country and we're acting like we don't have nerds with drones that could fucking, you know, turn a lot of things around for people. Um, anyway. All right, are we going over the whoop-de-doos again? They have a Pepsi here. Do you drink Pepsi? I refuse. Oh, really? Categorically refuse to drink yep. Pepsi. Yep. You can you. take Pepsi, you can take your Grey Goose. Grey Goose too? That That's all for weak people. Grey Goose is for weak people? Let me tell you, if you want somebody solid, they got to drink something like <laughs> Belvedere Vodka. Wow, okay. What about Kettle and, One? And co- uh, Kettle One's old school. I'll go with that. Okay. I'd have to hear their worldview first. <laughs> Kettle Grey, One, the Strovier. The Strovier. Grey Goose is for fucking people. That I just, I don't want to, I want to drink alcohol, but not drink alcohol. It's like, it's smooth enough. And then they fucking, they put it in with Kool-Aid. I used it's to. A, it's a good mixer. I think that's why they always bring the goose at the club with the mixers, because oh. it, it just mixes it. The perfectly. goose. You you, the you goose. went you went around the block a few times, huh? Blame it on the goose. Blame it on the goose. Got you feeling loose. Shout out to Jamie Fox. All right, I like the uh, Jamie Fox. Yes. Mm-hmm. Get well soon. I keep yes. hearing good things about it though, me which too. makes yep. me uh, very happy. Absolutely. Arguably the most talented guy so since Eddie talented. Murphy, maybe. Ridiculously talented. Um, all right, so plowing ahead here. What the fuck was I talking about before I did, got up? Did I tell you that I used plow ahead when I did that Michelin gig in Miami? You did. It works yeah. great, right? It you're, did. you're addressing that whatever just happened didn't go the way you planned? Yeah, I said, can we just, we just plow ahead? And I just was going, plow ahead, plow ahead. Crowd came with you, right? <laughs> they came with me. Well, that's how and most I, people. And I said on stage, I was like, that's my husband's saying. I totally stole that from him. Yeah. I'm not good at stopping and going back mm-hmm. and getting it right. <laughs> I'm you good at plow forward. And I all your plow lungs. ahead. Yep. Yeah. And then when my sins from the past catch up with me, I respond with anger. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a really good summation. Yeah, I was gonna say that sounded pretty much like Jesus. Could count the wrinkles on that I know, trucker's that was face. Really close. Yeah. <laughs> I um, love this. <laughs> real-time adventure that people are getting yes, it is. riding in the back of a van. <laughs> riding in the back of a van. Past the Ponderosi. Um, all right. Yeah, so what else What else do I think is bullshit? I think Doritos are bullshit. Doritos? Doritos? I remember a long time Keith Robinson told me. The red me, or the blue ones? All of them. Oh. They just never beat Fritos. Fritos are better. Whoa. This is what I, this is my feeling. Okay, a long is... time ago, a wise, mean old man named Keith Robinson. He told me there's two kinds of black people. He goes, there's earth, wind, and fire black people, and then there's hip-hop black people, saying there was a line in the sand with, with the generations. Sure. Yes, that yeah. it, they went in different directions. Right. Um, and I would say, in white people world, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> there's, there's Fritos white people, and oh, then there's Doritos. God. And oh, much like God. hip-hop, Doritos laid waste 
to the uh, the Fritos, the Frito world that I lived in. Bill, can I be honest with you? When it comes to Fritos, I know how much you love Fritos. The only time anyone eats Fritos is with chili. It's not like a snacking chip. You like it as a snacking chip. Who does? You. you. <laughs> but Doritos, hands down, is, a, is, is more of a snack. But if can you I tell you the, something right the now? Chili, the chili Fritos are good, though. Those I'll are, tell you this right. Yeah, how much more shit do you need to put in your chili before you realize you need to season it more? If I got to put fr- like, if I got to put Fritos in my chili, you you didn't make it right. Oh, it just has like a little dipping thing. No, you think it should, you should just be like taking Fritos? No Frito. Fritos are the PEDs of chili. What is that? Performance enhancing drugs, <laughs> meaning you shouldn't be in the league, but you show, but you're getting there, you know. You're going, you know. Haven't you had a Frito pie? I'll tell you right now, Barry Bonds, pre-1997, did not need to put Fritos in his chili. But because guys like Sosa and McGuire started putting Fritos in their chili, he then goes, all right, here's my chili with Fritos. And now somehow he became the bad guy. Everything is a sports reference with you. I'm a limited guy. Literally everything. All right. I mean, you're you're unlimited in your knowledge of sports, it seems like. It doesn't seem like you're limited. This is Nia trying to save an insult. She just threw across the table. thinking I are pulling out a reference, but everything is like a sports reference. It's just kind of wild to me. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? It's just just kind of wild to me. You know, when that was such a passive aggressive. This is mostly like sports references. It'll be like that time McGregor was in the ninth at the top of the. I don't even know. That was going good. That was a good name. I was like, McGregor. McGregor. Owen McGregor? Who the fuck is a McGregor in sports? Colin. Colin McGregor. Now you got my brain all fucking confused. All right. No, that's not hard to do. Oh, that's one for the wife. Sometimes you just lay it off across the fucking table. All right, let's get back to this here. <laughs> well, I, let me just you get and back. You Fritos. So you feel like you're either a Fritos person or a Doritos person? Fritos, but like Doritos. Ah, what was wrong with Pringles? I'm yeah. just an old guy. They stacked them up neatly like a deck of cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who likes Pringles anymore? Sorry, Pringles, but... I, feel I like love the, the, Pringles. The flavored ones. The flavored ones. Like the sour cream and onion ones. Ugh. Or the cheddar. Ugh. <laughs> cheddar sour cream. I don't like the remix on all of this shit. <laughs> you like okay? the plainest shit. You I like don't like the plainest shit. Fritos, like, plain. Who likes plain? What should we just talk about? Dude, Oreos, pretzel, M&M's, all of them with their 9,000 ranch Pringles. cool uh-huh. fucking flavors. The kids like flavor. Huh? Flavor is good though. Who gets plain Pringles? You're the only one. Espresso that eats flavored Doritos. You, you're the only one that I'd eat those. those off of the uh, the hotel mini bar. What's that? When they give you the short little thing of Pringles, you demolish those every time. I think demolish is kind of a strong word. <laughs> I would have gone more with enjoy. Enjoy. Forty in a whack. <laughs> I know. Well, I've always maintained that you eat like a panda, eat some of that bok choy. <laughs> My wife can be a smacker when she's really hungry. Um, I'm savoring every, every morsel. Is that what you call it? Yeah. I thought it was bad manners. All right. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. Food dish for sluts. What is this? Okay. Oh. Now I'm paying attention. No, I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> All right. Food dish for sluts. Uh, I was talking about 
Somehow I said whore food. I don't even know why. <laughs> See, it's not all sports references. Oh, sometimes it's about whore food. Yeah. I was saying, like, what would that look like? Oh, because they all like, you know, those, those cooking shows. You know what I mean? They always have to have, like, the wholesome girl, but underneath she's letting you know that she's an animal in the rack. And who, what, what, what ladies are this? Are you talking about? I don't know. I, I, I don't watch the Food Network. I'm oh. just guessing over here. Okay. Um, all right. Food dish for sluts. Uh, so I was saying, what would whore food look like? Uh, Dear Billy Buffet, Belly Burr. Um, on Monday's show, you were joking that there's no dishes for sluts. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, wait. The, the driver. Is yes. What? Okay, oh, beautiful. Thank you. All right. Just got the old ETA there. Hour and six minutes. All right. Um, okay, on Monday's show, you were joking that there's no dishes for sluts. Spaghetti a la Putinesca loosely translate to whore's spaghetti. Really? I mean, this guy could be lying. I don't know. I'll have to ask Dom Lombardozzi. Uh, while the etymology is debated, one possible origin is that this was a dish served to paste patrons at the bordellos. Mm. Another possible origin is that it was a dish created near closing time at a restaurant where the chef made a sauce with whatever limited ingredients he had left, even though putana literally means whore. Uh, Putana. Italians use it for multiple curse words. So putanesca could mean something along the lines of whatever shit was in the cupboard. I feel like I've heard them use that on The Sopranos. All right. Well, God knows if The Sopranos said it. I, that, that's good enough for me. Yeah. Anyway, I prefer the first possible origin for the dish. All the best and go fuck yourself. P.S. An email on Monday mentioned call signs the one given to me is puddles but what you land on lakes but traditionally you only share the origin of the name after a few adult beverages oh god i didn't want to know what that means does he like to get peed on they call him old puddles all right here's sayings that you get wrong okay all right everybody if you made the mistake of this next person it's death knell k-n-e-l-l not death nail. He says, oh, Billy. Um, one saying that I got wrong. I like that this person can admit that they got it wrong. Yeah, of course. After I've been saying anyways <laughs> for the last 15 years. Um, one saying that I got wrong until I saw it written was death nail. I thought it was death nail. Um, I wouldn't have corrected you. Um, I always thought it was the final nail in the coffin. A death nail. Yeah, well, that's what happens with these say sayings where it's the final nail in the coffin and then death yeah. nail becomes death yeah. nail. Yeah. He's not the brightest bulb to come down the pipe. Yeah. Who not, said that? It's not the brightest bulb on the Christmas tree or he's not the brightest bulb. It's not the brightest bulb, period. It's not the brightest bulb. Yeah. And you, blew, you want to zhuzh it up, you say, yeah. on the Christmas tree? I guess, but... Oh. Yeah, anti-Christmas. I didn't know that. Um, but anyways, the guy says, uh, yeah, it's not death nail. Au contraire, mon frere. Uh, it's death knell, meaning the ringing of a bell, marking the death of a person. Uh, and and when is your next next flits, next, 
Netflix special coming out. Well, when I learn how to talk, probably. Inquiring minds want to know. When you start doing podcasts from the back of vans. <laughs> oh, you liked that one, didn't you? Huh? You were really I impressed. I know, it wasn't that good. It was, wasn't that bad. I mean, if I edited anything in the podcast, that might have gone. Oh, yeah. I get it. All right. Civil wear. Mr. Bob the Bill Burr. Um, oh, this guy, he said, I said something pretty dumb once. My wife, girlfriend at the time, and I got out and I asked her if she needed any civil wear. Civil wear? Civil wear. Aww. Well, he's a civil guy and Aww. civil people eat with utensils. Civil wear. Uh, she made me Google. Sorry, yeah. going over bumps. She made me Google what I said. Google didn't even have a suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there when I'm trying to spell things. Oh, like no. feng shui. It's looking at me like... They're like, you are so far off yeah. that we got nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it starts coming up like, what language are you trying to speak? Anyway, this person said, I was 26 when I realized forks and knives were called s- silverware. Fucking idiot. Uh, I think my New England accent made the word silverware morph into silverware hey why don't you hey what are we animals get some silverware over here Jesus Christ have a little clash um, I'm calling it silverware from now silverware. on silverware no we can't do that because I remember when, when we started saying you liked it that you liked right. it at that remember yeah. we said that Yeah. this guy said in a particular thing that we were watching yes you, you liked it that you liked it at that and then we started saying that to each other you liked it at that. And then one time I took a meeting with an agent in a critical <laughs> part of my career. And I was talking about a movie. And I said, I liked it. I liked it. And I just saw the look on his face. And he was oh, like, oh, my no. God. This guy, this guy is, is it, I'm, I'm not representing him. Um, anyway, uh, the guy says, I suppose that I never really needed to write the word. So it never came up. I also justified it in my head as... You'd be civilized to use forks and knives. Yeah, unlike the barbarians that would use their hands. Contacts like ancient cavemen uh, not looking down on anybody. Huh? No offense. Hashtag I also know. Um, I, noted, I noted above that we got married so people know you can walk things like this off. She likes to bring it up all the at all the gatherings. Oh, my God. The one thing that she's got on you. Though. And he writes, though. T-O-U-G-H. T-O-U-G-H. Oh, did he miss it? I don't know. Ha-ha. He got ha-ha right. Um, Be uh, nice. Huh? I'm teasing him. Come on. I said I liked it. Um, all right. Let's let's read the last one here, and then we're going to wrap up the, 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 the jam in the van, man. Yes. Um, oh, that was a that was a COVID spot. The Monday morning jam in the van. Back was it, of the van. Podcast. No, jam in the van was the name of a show I was doing during uh, COVID. Uh, out in Santa Monica, there. All right, advice, Bill. Oh, good, we got the lovely Mia here. Uh, I'm a 33 year old piece of shit millennial. You guys aren't pieces of shit. For some reason, you know what happened? Social media came out, and then Gen X got old. And then they blamed you for everything that us and baby boomers did. We're all fucking assholes. Um, well, that, you haven't read the rest of the Okay, that <laughs> the o- All right, we'll see. You, that owns you. a plumbing company. Oh, there you go. 90% of my work 
is for high-end custom homes. This guy's crushing it. For boomers that I feel don't respect or trust me because of my age. Mm. Granted, I was a poor, lazy millennial that didn't have a real job until I was 26 when I started plumbing. Well, it looks like you've been killing it since then. The guy goes on to say, I got my act together when I turned 30. And within three years, the age of Christ, did he die or get a hooker at 33? <laughs> I can't remember. Um, he was getting hookers way before that. Oh, yeah. You know those constraints. You know, they work hard, they play hard. Oh, my God. Anyway. Hey, wash my feet. All right. Um, I got my act together when I turned 30, got married, and now have a nine-month-old son. Congratulations. Ew. I hope to give the business to. Uh, I'm always fair and honest about my pricing. I'm not perfect. And when I do fuck up, I always fix it without question and always eat the cost on anything I miss. Dare I say, the way you're hyping yourself, you sound like a dream plumber here. Uh, I've tried to hire multiple times, but hiring older than me, I get no respect. And hiring younger than me, they have no respect in general. I need a few employees. Oh, why don't you go to old Zip? Recruiter. That's right. Zip recruiter. Or get a mix. Get some older guys and some younger guys. And you have to be the fucking boss. That's the thing. You yeah. have to like establish at the top. Like this is how it is. This is how it's going down. You gotta have to have that sense of like strength and like being a leader from the jump. Are Sorry. you telling him in a plumbing sense to clap back? No. That's not Damn it. I always I'm wanted telling to... him to boss up. Boss up. I never get those expressions right. But I didn't I didn't let you finish reading the thing. Okay, well, here we go. I'm finishing here. Uh, I need a few, few employees, but I can't find the help I need because they think they can do what they, they want because of my age and the company not being around for very long. Uh, how can I start getting respect by these guys that have been in the construction business as long as I've been alive? Right. Uh, you got to remind them who's signing their fucking checks. I mean, That's what you got to do. Yes. You got to take them aside. You don't browbeat them. You just say, listen, I'm paying you to do a job here. Yep. All right? And if, you know, if you have a problem with that, then I'm going to find somebody else. All right? Boom. And then that's it. And then you let them look away. Don't let them stare you down. And then that, that's fucking it. And let me tell you something. You could find another plumber. And just know that if you're in business, every person you hire is not going to be the last person you hire. Some people are going to work. Some people aren't. It's like fucking dating. That's just, it's just how it is. All right? So you don't take any shit out there. All right? And if they really start talking shit to you, then you got to go jerky boys with a fucking ratchet. You don't take shit from the plumbers. You don't take shit from the customers. You don't take shit from your baby. That's right. <laughs> All you do is plumb shit. That's what you do. You yes. get the shit out of the fucking toilet, but you don't take any shit from these people. That's right. All right. That's it. That's the podcast. Go fuck yourselves, and I'll check in on you on Thursday. And yeah, I had a great time with you, and it's great to have you back on the podcast. Yes, I missed it. Mwah. All right.